everyone. Welcome to the It's Not About Me podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and for making me a part of your day. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode two. Today's episode is titled, I Wasn't Supposed to Be This Way. And it's pretty much just picking up where we left off in episode one. So in episode one, we were talking about fears and how our environment shapes our fears and um, how other people react to the way that we feel and the way that we think um, kind of shape the way that we handle emotions. So today, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper um, about all that. So let's dive in. So first, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my background. So I was born into what I would describe an incomplete family. So I was born with or into a family of a mother and a sister, no father. So already it wasn't supposed to be that way, right? Hence the title, I wasn't supposed to be this way. So I was never supposed to be born into that kind of family, right? Because the way that it's designed, it's the family is designed to be a mother, a father, and a child or children, however many children they decide to have. But the key roles that make up a family are having a mother and a father. So from the beginning, I was basically robbed out of being able to be the person that I was supposed to be because what happens when you are born into a broken family, you are destined to be broken because already my environment was broken. It, a lack of, of, of a father breaks a child, right? And a lack of a mother does too. And I had the mother, not the father. So I can't speak to the specific ways that um, lacking a mother affects you, but I can speak to the specific ways that lacking a father affects you. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So some of the ways that I was affected by that was, well, obviously I only have one parent at this point. So all the pressure that's supposed to be divided into two is going on to one person, right? Which in this case is my mother. Um, Because she was the sole provider, she had to provide, right? That's basically her priority is providing for her children because there's no one else to provide for them. So that means she has to work harder. That means that we see her less because she has to work more on occasions, right? So, and thinking about, you know, just having to take on that sole role of a provider for your children. And my mom had two children, not just one. It's, it's a lot of, of, of heavy lifting. It's a lot of, of weight to carry by yourself. And, and as a kid, I obviously didn't understand this. As an adult, I understand this because now as an adult, I know what it is to work. Um, I didn't know that as a child, but, but the way that that affected me is, well, I didn't have my mom around as much as I would have if, if that care was, you know, divided into two the way that it was supposed to be. So my mom would work late and, and me and my sister would be basically just kind of on our own for a while. And, 
And that means that we didn't get any any maternal attention. We already didn't have paternal attention, but now we don't have maternal attention either. So I felt super neglected when I was growing up, just lacking lacking that that nurture, right? Because it goes back also to just nature versus nurture. And, and we need both things, right? We need to have our needs provided for. We need to know that our parents can can feed us and can give us shelter that is important in you know the way that we develop as as children and eventually as adults that security is important and i had that security my mom always made sure that you know we had a place to live we had food done and done we always had those needs taken care of because of her but we were missing the nurturing needs which are equally as important so the way that I was affected was that neglect. And, and also just as I got older, because it was just the three of us and, and we had family support, of course, but because, you know, I was just used to, you know, that struggle that my mom had, I, I really didn't like asking my mom for anything, especially financially. Like I would just always think, no, like she can't afford this. I'm just gonna, you know, I don't need this so-and-so thing. I'm not gonna ask her for anything. And and that that mindset of of neglect and being a burden carried over into my adult life. So in terms of neglect and not receiving that attention that I so needed, now it's turned into a place where I don't even know how to seek attention and not in a in a way that's um, not in a way that's like self-serving or in a way that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking attention, you know, because I want to be the center of attention. Cause as I said before, I don't want to be the center of attention, but it's healthy attention. I don't know how to, how to seek that healthy attention, how to, how to seek just things that I should have received as a child, you know, like asking for advice or, or talking about my day-to-day, you know, just basic stuff. Like I don't know how to even do that. Something as simple as a conversation. A lot of times when I'm having a conversation with someone, for some reason, it's probably because of this, but I always feel like what I, when it's my turn to talk, I always have to keep it vague. Like I, I feel like I shouldn't be the one, you know, the, the one that's receiving the attention in that conversation, I should be the one listening and the other person should be the one talking. So that's definitely how that, that neglect and lack of just, you know, communication and healthy conversation has bled into the way that I talk to people now and how I feel is my role in, in my relationships with other people. And burden is still something that follows me constantly. I don't know how to ask or receive help because yeah, I just feel like, no, people can't, people can't afford to help me, you know, because my mom couldn't afford to help me, or at least that's how I felt when I was younger. So it's definitely something that still is very much a part of me now as an adult. Um, and I wasn't supposed to be this way, right? Like I was supposed to be born into a complete family. We're supposed to be born you know, with a mom and a father and not just a mom and a father, not just any mom or any father, but we're supposed to be born also in a loving home, in a home that that's healthy, 
and with parents that can provide for us too. Those things are important too, because some people do have, you know, mothers and fathers, but they don't necessarily fill those roles like they're supposed to. Maybe you did have two parents, but you still didn't receive any maternal or or paternal attention. Maybe you were still neglected. Just because they're there doesn't mean that they're fulfilling their roles. So I think that's important to note too. But yeah, when you're not when you're not born into the family that was designed a specific way in order to meet your needs, you're going to be lacking something. So I feel like that's why a lot of us are lacking things or we struggle with certain things because from the beginning, we were already destined to be broken because we were born into broken families, unfortunately. And that's such a common thing these days because it's a cycle, as we all know. It's like they say, hurt people, hurt people. It's kind of the same thing, you know? When you're not, when you don't know what whole is or what complete is, you don't know how to provide those things for your children because you never had it. So how could you possibly know that? So yeah, those are the, some of the ways that I've been broken. And and I know that I wasn't supposed to, you know, be dealing with these things like fear of, of you know, having conversation about more serious matters or feeling like a burden. I was never supposed to feel those things. Something else that um, I feel because of that, that lack of, of a father in my life, I, I, and I know a lot of people can relate to this too. Even if you did have a father in your life, maybe he wasn't the best, you know, uh, in your life, but I definitely, and this is like a recent thing that's come up, but I definitely have feelings of abandonment as well, which I didn't realize that I had until probably within the last year, but I do have like this fear of of being left behind. And I know a lot of people feel that way too. I know a lot of people, some of my close friends even just, you know, their issues with their fathers. And even though they're present physically, they might not be present emotionally, or maybe they're not reliable or dependable the way that you should expect the father to be. And, you know, sometimes, again, it's sometimes it could be the mother that's not fulfilling those roles too. It's not to to just pinpoint it on one person. It's just, I'm speaking out of my own experience, but, but yeah, that's, that's a tough one too. You know, because of that lack of a fatherhood, not only do I have those abandonment issues, but I also have a, a hard time trusting, I would say probably trusting men. Like I don't even know what a man is, honestly, and that sounds so weird, but but I didn't have that example. To me, men are foreign. I feel comfortable around women, but I don't feel comfortable around men, especially older men, old enough to be my fathers. I have a natural distrust towards them. I, I, I have an instinct to be defensive around them, and I know that's just because I didn't have that around. So for me, it's it's not it's not familiar. And so that's another way that I've been affected by that too. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things that we become that we're not really supposed to become. Because had we been 
given the love in full form and complete form and whole form the way that we were meant to be given, then we really wouldn't struggle as much as we do. And that's not to say that life is without suffering and life is without struggle because those things are going to happen no matter what. But there's a lot of things that we struggle with that we were just never supposed to. And so as I've been thinking about these things, I just started questioning, okay, well, now that I know that I have all these things because of these reasons, where do I go from here, right? Okay, I know that I struggle with these things because of, you know, the way that I, or the the family I was born into, I have these problems. So what do I do about that? What do I do with these problems? Do I just stay the same? Do I just say, okay, well, you know what? I guess that I just have to be this way forever. Like, what do I do with that information? And and I don't think that I need to stay this way. I don't think that I need to stay broken the way that I have been. I don't think that I need to keep, you know, those feelings of neglect. I don't think that I need to keep feeling like a burden. I feel like there's a way to, you know, kind of rewire my mind and into understanding and and realizing that I don't need to feel those things, that it's not an easy thing to undo. These are deep-rooted emotions, deeply, deeply rooted, coming from such a young age. It's, It's not an easy thing to pull those roots out, but it doesn't mean that they can't be pulled out. It's not an easy thing to do, but I think it can be done, and I think that it starts with like I said in my previous episode about fear and facing your fear and acknowledging that you have it, I think that's where it starts for everything. It's just acknowledging that there's a problem. And for me, I know that these things that I feel are a problem and I don't want to feel this way. And and I don't want to, you know, subconsciously make my future children feel this way too. Because, you know, when you leave something unattended to, it it's just there, you know? You have to tend to your wounds in order to heal them. So I don't want to just leave my wounds there, you know? I know they're there, okay, bye. Like, I guess you're there forever. And that's not the way that I think. I think that if I tend to them, if I get to know them more, if I give them what they need, they're going to heal and I'm going to be better for it. And everyone that I come in contact with, everyone that I, you know, befriend in my life, I think they'll be better for it too. So... Yeah, I challenge you to to kind of self-analyze, analyze your life. Think about some of the things that were given to you that were never supposed to be given to you or things that you lacked that you weren't supposed to lack because we are the way that we are for reasons, right? And I think that's the fundamental reason that people are so broken. It's just from the beginning, we just didn't have the things that we were supposed to have. So how could we not be this broken? How could we not be this this sad or this anxious or this, you know, fill in the blank? It's not our fault that we are this way. But it's important to acknowledge and to want to to deal with those things because I'm definitely one of those people that repress and and kind of just like gloss over things a lot. And because I'm so optimistic, I'm one of those people that just like 
try not to even feel bad about something instead of letting myself, you know, process and feel and, and, and all that. I just kind of go, you know what, like, it's not a big deal. I'm just gonna, let me look at the positive, you know, let me be optimistic, but, and that's great. It's great to be optimistic, but you have to allow yourself to feel pain as well. You have to, you have to allow yourself to be a little pessimistic sometimes. Sometimes you have to just say, you know what, like this sucks. Like this is painful. I'm not gonna try to make this into a positive experience. I'm not gonna try to just like, you know, not be sad. No, let's be sad. Let's be sad. Let's live in it. Let's feel it. Let's figure out what's causing it. You know, I think we, at least me, I was never taught to, um, or how to deal with pain, but it needs to be dealt with. It can't just be left there because then it festers and then it turns into more issues and more issues and more issues. And before you know it, you're just like completely broken and there's no reason to be, there's no reason to be as heavy as, as pain is today. You can start working on it today so that it doesn't get worse. And I think a good strategy to start working on that, um, is accountability. I think that if you reach out to someone that you trust, it doesn't have to be more than one person. It could just literally be one person. I think if you can count on one person and just say, Hey, listen, this is something that I struggle with and I need you to help me with this. I need you to call me out on it. If you notice that I'm, I'm acting a certain way, call me out on it. You know, sometimes we're not even aware of the things that we do, um, because they're just so engraved in us, you know, like for me, for example, you know, when I was younger and even still today, I, I kind of think about it sometimes. And I realize that I've, I've done it way later when I analyze it. But when I was younger, um, Whenever, you know, I would get to a point where I started getting close emotionally to like a male friend, I would immediately get defensive and I would immediately put up a wall. And, and that stems from that, that psychological effect of, of not having a father. And I didn't really know that that was happening back then. But as I got older, I realized that that was why I was doing that. And even today, like I said, I'll catch myself kind of like doing the same thing. So if I can tell someone about that and they know that that's something that I struggle with, they can call me out and I'd be like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but you know, you kind of did this or you kind of said that in this situation. And then I can be like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. You know, the more aware of it we are, the more we can kind of deal with it in the moment before it just gets worse and before it becomes like a rising snowball. So accountability is super important. Count on someone, count on someone, someone that you can trust. Open up is the first step is just even being able to say, hey, I struggle with this. And you'd be surprised about how many people actually can relate to the things that you struggle with. You know, we're all so similar. And unfortunately, a lot of us have gone through you know, similar, similar negative experiences. I know fatherlessness, father issues is a huge thing. Just honestly, just like in the world, I feel, I know that I'm not the only one that's experienced that maybe we, you know, experience it in different ways, but still, still the same negative experience. So I think the more we open up, the more we 
allow ourselves to relate to each other and to connect to each other. And that's so huge just to have someone that you can talk to about an issue that they're also dealing with and that they can understand that is just, it just makes life so much better than you feel like you're not fighting your fight alone. You feel like you've got someone in your corner, in your corner. So I challenge you to, to find someone that you can trust and and to go through the process, it's not an easy process to sit with yourself, you know, especially nowadays, there's so much distraction, there's so much, you know, things, so many things that take up our time that we invest in instead of investing in ourselves and instead of just, you know, just thinking, thinking, I don't even know that, that we think as much as we should. I mean, I, I'm a huge thinker. I'm not like a big social media person I'll go on there but I don't really like to like spend a lot of time on social media because I know I can easily fall into the the scrolling and and all that stuff I I like to think and I think that thinking is so valuable especially when you're thinking about yourself and your life and it's so important to self-analyze and to just like feel just you can feel when something's not right you can feel when when you're in pain, you know? So you just, first of all, you just have to take that choice to to want to even know your pain, to want to even fix. And I don't like to use the word fix, but to want to make yourself better. You've gotta, you've gotta spend time with yourself and you've gotta not avoid feeling and not avoid pain, not make it a habit to distract yourself and to distract your pain, because I feel like we do that. We distract our pain, right? If we're not feeling good, it's so easy to just like, you know, start scrolling and distract yourself, watch a movie, watch a show. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this to forget about what I just went through, to forget about what so-and-so just said, to forget about what so-and-so just did. I'll just pop in a movie. I'll just pop in a show. I'll just go on my phone. And it's like, just because we're distracting ourselves doesn't mean that the pain goes away. The pain is still very much there you know, we just haven't dealt with it. We're, we just keep pushing it aside and pushing it aside and ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it. And then it just becomes this like super heavy burden that it never had to be because the longer that we postpone, the worse it gets. And, and we need to start taking care of ourselves, you know, because nobody knows us better than we, nobody knows my problems better than I do. Nobody knows your problems better than you do. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves because we matter. We're valuable. And and just the way that we naturally want to care for each other, we need to care for ourselves. We need to have self-love. We need to love ourselves enough to be able to want to heal ourselves. And the more that we do that for ourselves, we can teach others how to do it too. And then everybody's better for it. Everyone is positively affected by by everyone's healing. We're all better for it. We become better friends, better siblings, better children, better parents, better everything, better people. So pick someone that you can trust and and start talking about whatever issue you have. And again, start small. It doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be all your problems at once. If you want to just tackle one thing at a time, tackle one thing at a time, a baby thing, a big thing, your choice. Just pick something. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to my second episode. I'm really enjoying just going deeper. And I really hope that everything I'm saying, 
you can relate to. And, and I really hope that I can add value to your day, to your life, and that I can help in any way that I can and just support you in any way that I can in your healing process. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks again for joining me on this episode. If you go to the description, you will see a link that will take you to an image. Once you see this image, you can go back and answer the poll question. What do you think the title of the next episode will be? Let's see if you can get it right. See you guys on the next one.